Baptist Catechism 35 this afternoon. What benefits do they that are effectually called partake of in this life? Answer, they that are effectually called do in this life partake of justification, adoption, sanctification, and the several benefits which in this life do either accompany or flow from them. I'll read now from Romans 8, 28 through 39. Here now the reading of God's holy word. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is now the reading of God's holy word. May he add his blessing to the preaching of it this afternoon. I hope you can see why I've read Romans 8, 28 through 39 to you in support of uh, our catechism question for today. What benefits do they that are effectually called partake of in this life? Indeed, uh, Romans 8, 28 through 39, this text does speak of effectual calling, but then it lists justification as uh, the prime benefit that comes as a result of our being called to faith in Christ Jesus. Uh, But this text goes on to mention many other benefits too that flow from uh, this prime benefit of being justified In God's sight. It's truly a marvelous passage of Scripture. Let's consider our catechism together. What benefits do they that are effectually called partake of in this life? It's a very specific question being asked, you will notice. So, what benefits do they that are effectually called? Well, another way to say this is what benefits do those who have faith in Christ enjoy? Uh, For those who have been effectually called by the Word of God and by the Spirit of God, we have learned in the previous catechism question and answer, they are the ones who have faith. We have faith because of the inward working of the Holy Spirit. Uh, We have faith because we have been called by the Word of God and by the Spirit. So we're talking about the benefits that come to those who believe, the benefits that come to those who have been effectually called through the gospel, through the preaching of the gospel and the inward working of the Holy Spirit. But we are specifically considering the the benefits that come to us in this life. It's very important to notice. In fact, I'd like to give you a little preview of what's to come in our catechism. We're talking about the benefits that come to us in this life in question 35. And we will mention three, justification, adoption, sanctification. Question 36 then asks, what is justification? Question 37, what is adoption? Question 38, what is sanctification? 
Question 39 does ask, what are the benefits in which this life do accompany or flow from justification, adoption, or sanctification? So our catechism is very thorough, isn't it, to define all of these terms and to flesh all of these wonderful truths out. I'm, I'm very thankful for that. But you'll notice in question 40, a different question is asked. What benefits do believers receive from Christ at their death? So here we are talking now about the benefits that come to us in this life, but there are special benefits that come to those who believe at death. We will consider that. And then question 41 asks, what benefits do believers receive from Christ at the resurrection? So there are certain benefits that come to us when we, when we die, when we pass from this world and into the presence of God in our souls. Marvelous truths to consider. But there are even more benefits that will come to us at the resurrection. That is when Christ returns in body and soul, the body and souls of not only the believers but the wicked too are reunited and the believers are brought into the new heavens and new earth. Uh, Wonderful doctrines that are before us in this uh, catechism. Let's consider the answer to question 35. They that are effectually called uh, do in this life. Again, notice the words in this life. Um, the, benefits that the, the benefits that are actually called due in this life partake of the first benefit that is mentioned is justification. Uh, we are going to learn all about what justification is. It means to be declared not guilty in a legal way. We're born into this world in Adam. We're born into this world in sin. We ourselves do sin. We are, we are guilty before God, therefore. We do stand under his condemnation, if not in Christ Jesus. This is why the apostle refers to us as children of wrath, if we are not in Christ. But those who have faith in Christ are justified. The Romans passage that we've just read speaks to this, saying, And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. By the way, in that Romans 8.30 passage, you will notice that each of those Stages are tightly linked together. This passage is called the golden chain of redemption. Have you ever heard it referred to as the golden chain of redemption or the golden chain of salvation? The thing being emphasized here is that each of these things are linked together and cannot be separated. So it is all who are predestinated that are called. Obviously, this is a reference to effectual calling. Not a general call, which many reject, but effectual calling. It is all those whom are predestinated who are called. And then the There is another link to the chain. And those whom he called, he also justified. Notice it is all who are effectually called who are justified. And how do we come to be justified except through faith in Jesus as Messiah? And those whom he justified, he also glorified. It's interesting that there is a sense in which we await our glorification in the new heavens and new earth that is future to us. But Paul speaks of this glorification as being a present reality And those whom he justified, he also glorified. Uh, This is a present tense reality for those who have faith in Jesus. I think the idea here is that we are already seated with Christ in the heavenly places if we have faith in him. But the point that is being made in our catechism is that one of the benefits that come to us in this life, when we believe upon Christ after we are effectually called, is justification. We are declared not guilty before God in a legal way. This is the prime benefit that comes to us. This is the chief benefit that comes to us because it it is the benefit that makes the other benefits that we enjoy in Christ Jesus possible. The second benefit listed is adoption. 
to be adopted is to be brought into the family of God. Before we can be adopted, we have to be justified, that is, declared not guilty in His sight and made righteous before Him. But having been declared not guilty and righteous in His sight, we are adopted, brought in to the family of God. Ephesians 2.3 says, We all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But Ephesians 1.5 says that He predestined us for adoption to Himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will. Galatians 3.26 says, For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. I've said this in a previous sermon, that justification is so very important. It is a very precious doctrine. It, it is a kind of, of head or chief doctrine. It is wonderful to be declared not guilty by God, but there is something very precious about the doctrine of adoption, something warm, something familiar, familial. Having been justified, we are brought near to God to be in His family, to be His beloved children, to call Him Abba Father. Uh, there is a warmth to the doctrine of adoption uh, that is not quite present in the doctrine of justification, as important as that doctrine is. The third benefit that is mentioned here is sanctification sanctification. And to be sanctified is to be set apart as holy. So we may speak of sanctification in two ways. We may speak of positional sanctification. We may also speak of progressive sanctification. Both are very important. Positional sanctification and progressive sanctification. Again, I say sanctification. To be sanctified means to be made holy. And there is a sense in which we are sanctified totally at the beginning of the Christian life when we place our faith in Jesus. How so? Well, we are set apart unto God as holy at the beginning in a full and final way. We are set apart from the world. We are made holy before God to be His people. In that sense, we are sanctified positionally and there is nothing progressive about that. It is fully done at the beginning of the Christian life. It is a bit like justification and adoption then in that regard. It is something full and something final that cannot be altered. But often when we speak of sanctification, we, are, we talk about this in, in, a, in, in the progressive sense. Uh, we are here talking about the, the process whereby we as the children of God are made more and more holy throughout the Christian life. I think that is what most people think of when they think about sanctification, and, and that is good and, and that is right. I love Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, which says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. Here Paul the Apostle is speaking of the, the, the progress that is made within the Christian life, that the Lord has begun a good work in you. Yes, you are regenerated. You've been effectually called. You're justified. You're adopted. You're even sanctified positionally. Nothing can change that. But, but a work has begun in you. And that work will be carried on throughout the whole of the Christian life where we learn more and more to die to self and to live for the glory of God in Christ Jesus, where we become more and more holy in practice. Uh, brothers and sisters, we must progress in our uh, sanctification. And then our catechism uh, concludes with this wonderful little phrase, and the several benefits which in this life do either accompany or flow from them. So justification, adoption, and sanctification are put forward as, as, as primary blessings, if I could use that term. These are 
these are the primary blessings that come to us when we believe upon Christ in this life. We are justified, we are adopted, we are sanctified. But it's not hard to see that there are many other blessings uh, that come to us because of these things. They either accompany or flow from them. Uh, There are many other blessings, and we will come to talk about those in due time. I read Romans 8, 31 through 32 earlier. Um, It is there that the apostle says, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? So first Paul talks about the blessing of, of justification. But he's noting here later on in the text uh, that, that in Christ we have everything that we need. There are so many other benefits that have come to us uh, through this work that Christ has done for us, in us, and through us. Thanks be to God for these things. Um, these are wonderful truths. Teach them to your children. We should talk about them with each other. Um, again, our catechism is very rich. Um, these things are worthy of consideration. Let's bow together for a word of prayer. We will sing and then go to corporate prayer together. Father in heaven, help us to better understand how rich we are in Christ, how glorious our salvation is in Him. We thank you for justification, for adoption, for sanctification. These are great gifts that come to us because of what Christ has done. I pray, O God, that you would help us to see the other benefits that come our way because of these great truths. O Lord, we thank you for the hope that we have. We thank you for the peace that we have, for the joy that we have in Christ because of these truths. Father, I pray that you would stir these things up within us and cause them to grow and grow to the glory of your name and all of God's people say.